You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining me. It's Letitia. You know, it goes without saying that I appreciate each and every one of you. I continue to get so much feedback from you all. And I never get, um, what's the word I want to say? I never get used to it because so many people get so many different things from the podcast. And when I tell y'all that, it does something tremendous for my heart to know the impact that something has. So just recently, one of my babies, um, somebody that's really near and dear to my heart, she just suffered a tremendous loss in her personal life. And so, you know, just in checking on her, seeing how she's doing, she, she told me that the podcast was really helping to get her through a really rough time. But the other day, she sent me a video and she was just saying like, this podcast has helped me so much. And I just wanted to let you know that personally. Do y'all know how much that means to me? If I can help one person with every episode of the podcast, I feel like I've made the world a better place. So when I say that this really is a service project and I do it in service to other people, I really, really mean that from the bottom of my heart, from the top too. So thank you so much for that. You know, I have been making a lot of fast decisions. If y'all know I'm a Libra, my birthday is October 11th, if y'all want to think about any gifts or anything like that. But Libras are known for being indecisive because we weigh the pros and cons of everything. So they say successful people make decisions fast. So I've been just like making very, very fast decisions. And I've been making those decisions, not even always knowing if they're the right decisions, but trusting that whatever happens as a result of those decisions, that I can handle whatever comes with with grace and with ease. And that if it's a decision that I don't like or the outcome is not something that I like, that I can make another decision. So Sometimes when you're on the fence about decisions or analysis paralysis, you are like holding yourself up. Just make the damn decision and then you can always make another decision instead of overthinking. I am a recovering overthinker instead of overthinking everything and hindering your own progress. But also what making decisions does is it helps to rebuild self-trust. You can trust yourself to show up for you um, when you make decisions. So let's see, along the lines of decisions, there have been greater commitments that I have been making. So the more you say you want to grow into something or be or do or have something, there's usually something more that is required from you. So I've been making commitments so where I could pay for something monthly, I've been like, let me just pay for it for the year, right? And making a fast decision to do so. So the owner of my gym, for example, he reached out two days ago to everybody. And he was like, hey, I'll give for the first five people, I'll give you a gym membership for a year for $1,500 for the first five people. I was like, how do I do that? I was the first person like, how do I do it? That cut my gym membership almost in half because I made a decision, a fast decision, but be also because I made a commitment. So the same deal that I have now 
I got it for 50% less when I committed to a year. So commitment can have its own rewards. Now, if I could just keep my ass in that gym, now that's a different story. Here's another thing that I wanted to tell y'all is Parkinson's Law. If you're not familiar with Parkinson's Law, you want to look it up. Parkinson's Law basically says that uh, work will expand to whatever time you give it. Meaning if you have, I I could give you a perfect example. I recently had an article that I was submitting for Authority Magazine and I had three weeks to, to get it done. How long do you think it took me? It took me three weeks because I had three weeks to do it. But in order to master Parkinson's Law, you don't want to give yourself more time than is necessary to do something. So my next article, guess what? I can crank it out in three days and I can move forward faster. You just want to pay attention to that. Speaking of the article, shameless plug, um, the article was five things you need to create a highly successful career as a life or business coach. Those articles normally take four to six weeks to go live. I submitted it on a Monday. It was live on a Tuesday. I was like, whoa, let me tell y'all, here's the secret. Because I've probably submitted like five articles to them, now they're sending me like, hey, let us know if you want to be included in this. This is all about building relationships. So that article went live a day after it was submitted. Can you say favor? And I say I'm appreciative. So y'all go and look that up. Five things you need to create a highly successful career as a life or business coach. Which brings me to the other thing. You always want to build relationships. And when you build relationships, there's benefit to being in relationships where I'm giving them something in exchange for something as well. So my articles are leveraging their SEO and their popularity from Thrive and Authority Magazine, right? So if you if you look that up, you will find it. So I'm super, super happy about that. You don't have to create every single thing from scratch. You just want to be strategic in how you do things. So y'all know I'm all about building relational equity and adding value before you ever ask for anything. I want to shout out my baby. My baby, I'm so super proud of her. That child is just like, I have never seen anybody in my life who, since, since she was a young girl, she will set her mind on something and she is not going to stop until she gets exactly what she wants. She like came here with the with her own life's plan. Like this is how this is going to play out. And so she's really made some real strategic career moves and just like things are going really, really well for her. And as a 25-year-old, I mean, that girl is like light years beyond where I was at 25, like in her mindset and her thinking and her money, just in her life. And I am just so, so privileged to be her mother. I just couldn't be more proud of my kids. And I only have one biologically, but I have more kids than 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 just her. And I'm so proud of just how they're showing up in life. And I, I just want to shout out my baby and my other kids. Y'all know who y'all are. Okay, today... Everybody is celebrating Juneteenth, and I I think it is of tremendous importance, you know, tremendous historical importance, right? What, What the year or what the day actually represents. But of course, you know, my mind is always looking at a different angle, and that just just thinking about freedom it had me thinking about like, yeah, we were proclaimed to be free, but are we really free? Are we really, really free? And so I've been thinking a lot about freedom, and I really think that in many instances, we romanticize the idea of freedom. You know, a lot of people want to start businesses because they want time freedom. They don't want anybody telling them what to do. They want, you know, 
to be location independent. They can work from wherever. They can do whatever they want to do with their time or their money. So I feel like we romanticize this idea of freedom, but nobody really talks about the demands of freedom and the requirements of freedom and the responsibility of freedom. Let me tell you, freedom is burdensome. Freedom requires responsibility. Freedom requires you to constantly grow and evolve and make decisions and do things that other people may or may not be doing, right? You might have to embrace like discomforts, make tough decisions. You have to be the person who's practicing sound judgment and common or uncommon sense, whichever you want to call it, when others don't. Freedom requires like a level of mastery of yourself, the weaker parts of yourself. Freedom requires self-control. Freedom requires discipline, right? So freedom requires a level, a level of wisdom and maturity. And a lot of times it requires you to be different in a sea of sameness because people like to post on social media and act as if they're free. But true freedom is going to require so much more than that. I was just thinking about that because I realized that all my life I've had this inner quest for freedom. And I think it was just part of my path. I've had this inner quest for for freedom, for financial freedom, for just wanting the authentic expression of myself in the world. But I felt like I was entangled in so many things. Most of the things that I was entangled in was conditioning. Most of the things that I was entangled in is other people's rules and other people's like way of being that was imprinted upon me, if you will. And so I feel like most of my life, and just in retrospect, you know you can only connect the dots when you look backwards. You can't connect the dots in the moment or looking forward. So just in looking backwards and in retrospect, I feel like my life's path has basically been unlearning and relearning, unlearning and relearning, unlearning and relearning, and getting closer and closer and closer to freedom, if that makes sense. So I just feel curious to know, like, what does freedom, and I appreciate y'all when y'all give me feedback and tell me this, like, what does freedom actually look like for you? So even I've been on a quest for financial freedom. Financial freedom for me, it meant getting rid of consumer debt. It rem- and so consumer debt for me, a lot of consumer debt that I racked up when I was in a consumer state of mind. But now that I'm in a creator state of mind, I still had the residue or the baggage, if you will, of consumer debt. So a part of my quest for financial freedom was ridding myself of consumer debt, which I have done like an amazing job at over the last two years. I'm almost to the finish line, right? But even if we think about being financially free, what did that require for me? It required me to get really, really intimate with the truth of my money. It required me to really look at myself through lenses of truth to say, hey, here are financial habits that are not working for you. Here are things that are impediments to the financial future or present that you say that you want for yourself. And I had to make some real serious decisions, right? I'm not with the whole Dave Ramsey or the the people that say, like, live beneath your means or, you know, you got to starve yourself. I'm not that person, but I had to create a spending plan. I had to create a vision for where I wanted to go financially. And I had to put some things in place and stick to those things so that I could make inroads in my life. And over the last year, I can tell y'all, I am so 
proud of me. I am so proud of myself for just the debt that I've been able to pay down, the money that I've been able to increase in terms of like revenue in my business, but it required looking at it through the lenses of truth. And so this, where I'm going with this is a lot of times, especially around money, we bury our head in the sand and we're not really looking at things in, in, through the lenses of truth. So you couldn't be possibly, you couldn't possibly be thinking that you're going to be free in something that you won't look at. Freedom requires eyes wide open. You're making decisions from a conscious place when your quest is really for freedom. So any place where you are not taking complete 100% responsibility, you will never be free. So if your head is buried in the sand, if you're not looking at something, I talk to my clients a lot about this, about their numbers. If you're not looking at the numbers, if you don't know what's happening in your business, that is your responsibility. And so in essence, you don't have a plan. You have a plan to fail by default, right? But as a person who wants to be free, you're going to take the responsibility and those responsibilities that belong for you to you. And that means every single area of your life. And the other reason why this is so important is because to be free, you need to be educated. I'm not talking about like educated through college. You need to have education. You need to have wisdom. You need to have insight. Have you ever heard of the, the saying that um, like an educated man is difficult to enslave? That doesn't mean the smartest man or the man with the most knowledge. But if you look up the word education, it means like to, to draw out. So you need to be educated to, to like draw out and unfold the powers of your own mind. And it's difficult for you to be enslaved. The more you know, the more you know about you, the more that you are deeply entrenched in truth about you and about every area where you say you want to be free. So financial freedom it's a huge one for me, but it's not just for me. It's for my daughter. My daughter is already financially free. She got there before me. It's fine, but I'm thinking about the legacy that I'm I'm creating while I'm alive. Legacy is not just when you die. My living legacy is going to be that, right? So financial freedom is a huge one, but I take 100% responsibility for every single thing that happens in my money. I look at, let me tell y'all, I'm so serious about it. I look at my accounts every single day. It's part of my self-care. I look at my accounts every day. I know my year-to-date revenue. I know my monthly revenue. I damn near about know it daily, right? I know when I spent money. I mean, I track on it because to me, that's a part of being responsible. Let me tell y'all what I did. I went into my account and <laughs> it my personal checking account, I think two weeks ago, and it was negative $323. I don't overdraft my checking account because I'm constantly paying attention. But what did I do? I paid for something and I paid for it out of my personal checking account instead of out of my business account. I keep the least amount of money in my personal checking account. I overdrew it by $323. So easy fix to transfer the money. But what if I hadn't been paying attention? What if, what if I just am not somebody who pays attention to my accounts, right? I caught it very, very quickly because I am responsible enough to know what's going on in every area of our lives. And I'm not my life. I'm, oh God, if I could get it right in every area of my life. So I see a lot of people talking about freedom and financial freedom, but I don't see the responsibility to match. So it's not just financial freedom, guys. What about like... 
other areas of freedom, you know, like freedom requires breaking rules. I didn't say breaking the law, so don't get y'all asses locked up by going out and breaking the law, but I'm talking about real freedom requires breaking rules. Because remember, there are conditions that we have been taught are the conditions by which we should be living by. There are rules that have been handed down to us, like financially, relationally, sexually, spiritually. And real freedom requires breaking rules because if this is not true for me, but I'm living it out, then I'm not really living in freedom. And I have really had to break a lot of rules in my life, generational rules, like this this is how things are done. Well, this is not the way things are done for me because this is not going to allow me to be free. So that makes me wonder, like, what rules do you need to break to really be free? What rules are you willing to break to really, to really be free? I was willing to break the rules around money, I was willing to break the rules around parenting. Do y'all know how I got so criticized for the way that I brought my daughter up? I made a lot of mistakes um, in the way that I raised her in the sense of just like, I just didn't know any better, but my come from place, my intention was always good. I got a lot of criticism for the way that I raised her, but I was determined as her mother that her life, would be so much greater than mine. I was determined that she would be financially free. I was determined that she would go to college on a full scholarship. I was determined that her financial trajectory would look nothing like mine. So now people see her and they sing my praises as a parent. But guess what? I broke a whole lot of rules and I withstood a whole lot of criticism when people couldn't understand the vision that I had for my child at the time. So it's, it takes a lot of courage to stand and to break rules and to defy what other people think you should be doing in your life on your quest for freedom. So freedom can really be lonely as well. Not only are you going to have to break rules, you're going to get a lot of rejection. Because when you are on your own quest for freedom, a lot of times it reminds people of their own bondage. How dare you be free when we've been bound all this time and we've been okay? Well, this is not okay for me. So I'm not going to live like this. So even in my own family, I got a lot of who do you think you are? You know, y'all, my grandma, you think you're so effing much kind of a thing. Because there was always this quest in me for something more. And I could not settle for what it was that I saw in my family. And I think God put me here that way to say, you can be more, you can do more, you can have more. You need to demonstrate to people how it's going to be done, but it's going to cost you. You know, there's an episode on Martin, me and my daughter always go go back and forth laughing like, it might cost you a little, it might cost you a lot, but it's going to cost you. It has cost me a whole lot, but God's grace has been sufficient for me to demonstrate that you can do, you can be, you can have so much more. So in my family, maybe I'm that person or one of those people who was just put in place to demonstrate that so much more is possible financially, relationally, spiritually, just like whatever that looks like. So freedom you not only have to break rules, you got to be willing to pay the price for freedom. Freedom is costly. Freedom ain't free. How about we put it that way? Freedom is going to cost you everything that you have and then some. Freedom has cost me relationships. This quest for freedom has cost me 
I would almost say sanity, but it probably, <laughs> there, there have been times when I thought that I was losing my mind, but let me tell you why. It wasn't me really losing my mind. Let me tell you what that was, what that process was, because I just emerged from it just very recently. People don't tell y'all the truth about this. Freedom requires death to self. Death to yourself, a continual death to yourself, a continual dying to all ways of being and doing things and being reborn, if you will. It's a continual process. Nobody talks about this part. And I'm telling y'all, just fresh out of the grave, so to speak, right? I'm emerging from this process. It's like a dark night of the soul. Even one of my friends just asked me a couple of weeks ago. She said, how are you? What's been going on with you? I said, I'm in mourning. She said, who died? Me. But I've been mourning myself. I've been mourning the me that I knew because I had to RIP her to emerge as this version of myself that's required for the next level of freedom that I'm going to. Does that does that make sense to y'all? I'm telling y'all, it's deep. There's no way around it. The only way is through it. And constantly dying to yourself, you feel out of sorts. You feel disconnected, unstable, emotionally. It just feels like an inward upheaval and an inward disruption, right? And I just had to be real heavy on the self-care and light on the fuckery, like for real. I had to just be super, super heavy on the self-care in nature, near water, just like all of those things. Like I remember Jesus was like, look, let this cup pass for me. I was like, me too, let this cup pass for me. I ain't even thirsty. Like I ain't even got to do this. However, I remember those prayers I'm praying for freedom. Increase my capacity. I want to be free. I want to be financially free. I want to show other people the way to freedom, right? I want to help other people be liberated. I want to help people who are spiritually free, so to speak, but they're oppressed in their minds. I want to help people shift their mindsets. I want to be a beacon of light. All of those prayers are costly. All of those prayers, I'm really saying, okay, I want to die to myself a thousand times and be reborn. So when freedom ain't free, freedom is costly. So I, I would just say, Let's stop romanticizing this idea of freedom. And if if this ain't what you really want, then that's okay, right? If it, it's okay to be like, you know what? I, all that, that talk about freedom, that's a bit much for me. I'm, I'm cool right here. Bondage is not so bad because you know what? Slavery is a lot easier than freedom because you have somebody else doing the thinking for you. Freedom is going to require you to get clear and to think for yourself. So I can understand why we're free but we're not really free. I really get it. But for me, me personally, I can only speak for myself. I cannot exist in a place of bondage when I know that freedom exists for me as well. Like I remember in the scripture when the lepers were like, why are we going to sit here till we die? Being in bondage for me in my mind, in my money, in relationships and anything, it feels to me like I am sitting here until I die. And this ain't the kind of death that I'm talking about. So there's always something in me that says, nope, let me go to the other side. Let me pay whatever cost that needs to be paid. Let me push the needle. Let me pay the price. Let me grow. Let me mature. Let me make sound decisions. Let me be responsible because I cannot, I will not accept anything less than freedom. So y'all can just call me a freedom fighter. You can call it what you want to, but I just want you to think about like, are you really free or are you just really dating the possibility of freedom? You don't, you don't really want freedom like that because freedom is going to require you to let go of those comfort zones. Freedom is going to require you to be honest with yourself in a way that it takes a lot of heart. 
to do. Freedom requires you to accept truths about yourself without running away from them. And you stay in there until you make decisions to change those things. So for me, I'm going to be financially free, relationally free, emotionally free, spiritually free, all of it. I said on another podcast, integrity is being whole and undivided. So freedom for me means freedom across the board. So I won't stop growing. I won't stop dying and um, being uh, reborn into different versions of myself until I'm free. It might take me until I die to do it, but hey, it's a fight worth fighting. So the thing you have to realize as well is that wherever you're pursuing freedom in your own life, It's not just for yourself. There's always somebody watching you. There's always somebody coming behind you. There's always somebody who your beacon of light is lighting the path, lighting the path for them. So there are those of us who are trailblazers and who are on the front lines. And we've got to keep going because it's so much bigger than us and it's so much greater than us. But just remember, freedom ain't free. You just got to ask yourself, if you're willing to pay the price. That's why the scripture says many are called and few are chosen. Not because the chosen are so special, the chosen responded. The chosen are just like, all right, they responded, responded and said, okay, I'll do it. I keep raising my hand and I keep saying yes, in spite of the hurt, in spite of the fear, in spite of the pain, in spite of the dark nights of the soul, there is still a yes in me. There is still a yes in me to freedom and to, to be an example of freedom for other people. Is that yes in you as well? That went in a completely different different direction than I thought. But remember, I opened my mouth and I just started talking and whatever comes out is what you get. So thank you so much for sharing space. Thank you so much for sharing the podcast. My prayer for each and every one of you is that whatever freedom looks like for you, that you would pursue it until you see it and not let it go. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day.